Greetings listeners and welcome back to My Life Not Yours. Yes, I have taken a wee little break again. I've decided that I'm probably going to do two podcasts a month because then it gives me time to dish up something rather special. Well, I hope so anyway. I've still got to build followers back up again because as you know, when you go off for a little while, people uh, lose interest and we're getting into that time as well that everybody's back in this fast lifestyle, which I spoke about. But enough of that. What I want to talk about is giving back. Giving back helped me to find my sweet spot, a term that's usually associated with sport. When you hit the tennis ball on your racket and it just gives you that ultimate point. But this is about a feeling that I got when I went off to do something very exciting the other week. And basically, I just felt so joyous all damn day. Effectively, on the 17th of November, I had one of the best days I've had for a long time. And it all started way back in June when there were uh, lots of media shout outs for people to come and volunteer for the Commonwealth Games, which is taking place in Birmingham in the UK in 2022. Now, I wasn't particularly overwhelmed by it all. And I thought, do I want to do volunteering? You know, you think about the obvious things, no pay. But then I switched it on its head and thought, Look at the joy that you get when you volunteer for the homeless, Tina. How can I take that one further? And one of my goals or challenges was, how do I start having different different experiences, meeting new people from all over, age, colour, culture, and I thought the Commonwealth Games. And the reason why I thought I would do that is because sport has given me so much Remember, I've competed internationally for both England in netball and I've also uh, competed in athletics. Never made a major games, but I've done international competitions and really enjoyed them. And it wasn't always about the competitions where sport was given back to me. I think growing up where I found it quite difficult to find my identity, as I've spoken to you before, and have an outlet, sport was the thing. And it helped me so much through building different friendships, totally different friendships. And all now I have a different set of friends for sport versus your everyday friendships. So I've got the friendships navigating sort of the whole teamwork thing. And I think back in the day, this is why they're always interested in ex-athletes in the workplace, because they're disciplined, they're winners, that kind of thing. And I think for me, um, the teamwork came because you'd train with a squad, you'd always help each other. And suddenly all these factors really started playing into, can I do this volunteering for the Commonwealth Games? What does it really mean? And I think as well that sport helped me mature a little, because I'm still childish as fuck, but um, it helped me a little way mature and um, it gave me discipline. It helped to motivate me. Also, I got to travel all over with it and that camaraderie that you get with doing a sport with other people. And I think one of the challenges I want to also do is now find a team sport that I can get involved in. Because I feel a bit jealous when I hear people saying, oh, you know, when I was to do golf and there was four of us. I mean, golf can be a very singular sport, but a couple of friends of mine were saying they do racquetball. So, yeah, I just need to find that. But I think I found it for the volunteering. So aside from wanting to do something really different, wildly different and meet new people and take me out of my comfort zone and be bloody knackered in the process. I took one Saturday morning to fill in 
this application form. Let me tell you, it was quite comprehensive, but I was really focused on this Saturday thinking, go on team, give it a really good go. And I really enjoyed filling it out. And as I've said before, I work for myself and haven't, even when I wasn't working for myself, had to fill in a job application for a very long time because I've had used headhunters that go out and do the dirty work for you, basically. And you know, this is one of the best application forms I've ever filled in. I've really considered my answers and this is way back in June. I think it was around the 26th of June this year and I just forgot about it because I thought there's no way that I'm going to even get considered for this. When you think about the Olympics, they get over 90,000 applicants for a volunteer. And just to reacquaint you with what a volunteer is, you don't get paid for your services. So when you're cursing out those people in the charity shop, A lot of them don't get paid. They're all volunteers running out the goodness of their heart. People picking up litter on the street I saw the other day and they were helping. They were community litter pickers. You know, all this kind of stuff. And whilst we snub it and and chase the money, there is a feeling that I get when I do my homeless mentoring and volunteering that really makes me feel special. So my thoughts after I've done the application was... Yeah, I filled it in. At least I've done that. So imagine my surprise about four weeks ago when I got a letter from the Commonwealth Games saying, you are invited to interview. And it's in a a town that's where the Olympics is going to take place. And I should say town, it's a city. And it's, you know, about 100 100 miles. I don't know how much of that is in kilometres in the UK. But um, from, from where I live in London and... I just got excited booking my train ticket, which was first class, and then picking the slot. And then I just forgot about it. And the only kind of reminders I was getting was, you know, Commonwealth Games newsletters counting down the days until the event in Birmingham 2022. And I think it's going to be extra special because the Olympics, remember, had no spectators. And unless something goes drastically wrong next year with fucking COVID sweeping Europe or something or countries don't want to come, then it should be a full on thing. So we approach the day and I'm getting ready for my one and a half hour train journey. And it was like I was going on holiday. I went for breakfast in the train station then I felt too hot because I thought the Midlands because if you look at the map of the the country London is right down at the bottom the warmest we're in the south part of it and the Midlands is right smack in the middle of the UK and I thought oh it's going to be cold but it wasn't then I thought about the shoes because I thought where I had to walk to and all this kind of palaver anyway cut long story short My mate Google on the 22nd of November led me all the way from the train station by foot. It was only 15 minutes to Centenary Square, where the Centenary Library was, which is where they were holding the interviews. And I remember when I was walking from the train station, walking through all these crowds of people thinking I could be here next year. And I really believed I'd meditated that morning that I knew I'm going to get this volunteer role. And you know when you just feel really special about something and I just thought this is going to happen and it's very Christmassy in Birmingham and I wasn't nervous or anything like that but with all my excitement and thinking trains might be cancelled from London to Birmingham I got there really early. So when I walked in there was a team of volunteers who said oh what time's your interview and I said 2 o'clock and they said well it's 20 past one. (laughs) 
and I'm sure I read somewhere on a letter to get there 20 minutes before so I thought okay 20 minutes I was a little bit early so they said look you can sit there but we're trying not to have too many people just hanging around and congregating because they were trying to be quite safe with people and and um, all of that malarkey so then I went into this other lovely building it was a Birmingham University uh, hall where they had a beautiful coffee shop and I just sat there and people have asked me now weren't you worried at that point that it was just around the corner I said no because at the end of the day I knew the kind of questions they'd probably ask and my experience and the belief in myself what I could bring to the games was beyond (laughs) big-headedness it was beyond being a big head I know I've got so much to give. So when I actually went into uh, the building for two o'clock, I got there two minutes past, the experience began. So someone sort of introduced us and they said it's going to be one and a half hours, which sounds a long time. But what they did, they had the Commonwealth Games exhibition, which you walk around and you saw medals from past um, games in Australia and wherever else they've held it. What I really liked is the history of it, because as, as much as I watch the Commonwealth Games and the Olympics all the time, you don't really sort of know the background of some of it plus I've had friends who've competed in it so then after that you're taken into this room to watch an inspirational video and then you go in for the eight questions and I had a lovely lady called Charlotte who started talking to me she's all very smiley smiley what was really nice is she was the perfect example of giving back and she was just warm and I liked her straight away and we got into some banter and she said oh Tina don't answer the questions before I've even asked them and that was quite funny really because she was saying let me just give you some statistics let me give you some stats so 47,000 people had applied to be a volunteer from all walks of life it could be a retired person it could be a young university person it could be somebody who just enjoys volunteering right if you look at some of these events not just sport across anything and all those people that are helping out I think we take it for granted because they can't pay everybody and I must admit one of my friends has said so why didn't you take a paid role I said yeah that wasn't going to work a you'd have to move to Birmingham and b the pay was really low which I get so I'd rather not get paid at all and volunteer rather than take a really low salary so the experience you were grouped with 25 other people so everybody was shuttled into have these one-to-one interviews and Charlotte said to me we've been given this computer and there are so many of us volunteers that are just so crap when it comes to punching the key she said so bear with me I'm going to make loads of spelling mistakes which you won't see but also I will try to type as fast as I can so we started off and uh it was really nice because after my second question which I can't believe I can't remember what it was now she said I am so inspired by you and I've got goosebumps. And I think it was because I told her about an experience at the Rugby World Cup in 2003 that I'd been to. But also I was an Olympic torchbearer. And so she said, oh, wow, what happened there? And basically for London 2012 for the Olympics, I had been nominated for my work in the community, again, mentoring and volunteering by Coca-Cola. And Coca-Cola were one of my clients at the time. And um, it was just really nice to talk to her about that and then I gave a really stupid example of what is a sporting challenge or sporting um, activity that I can be proud of and I said when I was in primary school running the egg and spoon race because it took focus it took speed and it took hand-eye coordination (laughs) and she laughed she said so we've gone from the rugby world cup to being an Olympic torchbearer and you know consequently seeing the opening ceremony of the Olympic Games to running the egg and spoon race It was quite funny, actually. But I'd already won massive brownie points because Charlotte said she was an avid rugby fan, her and her husband. 
So I tried to bribe her by saying, well, if I get a volunteer's role and I see you next year, then I'll give you a signed Rugby World Cup shirt because I still got a few from way back when, when I was working on it. So anyway, we got to the um, last but few questions to answer. And she said, this has been one of the best interviews I have done. You are so inspiring. And you know, the warmth that went up through my body and I had a big smile on my face and I just sat there arrogantly in my own head saying, you've got this team, you got this. And when they gave the statistics, 47,000 applicants, I'm sure I started this piece before and I've just got hoodwinked into another part of the conversation with you all. 47,000 applicants of which 25,000 were interviewed. So I was part of that. The interviewing started in September 2021, so this year, and they don't finish until maybe the first or second week in December. Then if you are successful, they whittle it down to 13,000 people. And we will be told around the beginning of February. And then you start your training. And then the the uh, Commonwealth Games will be from the 28th of July, I think, for two weeks. And I've already thought I'm going to get an Airbnb. I just want a studio flat because I've got friends in Birmingham. But to be honest with you... I just want somewhere to crash. It's got sheets, clean sheets on the bed and a fridge, a decent bathroom and a toilet because I don't think you're going to have time for much else. Even on your days off, I think I'd be knackered. I'm already thinking about the type of footwear. They give you footwear, you get your meals and you get some kit. The kit that you'd wear is absolutely disgusting. So I might have to do a bit of customization. But um, I just thought to myself, yeah, I just need somewhere close to wherever I'd be working. And in your application, you could actually put areas that you're interested in. So I put opening and closing ceremony because that's such a big event. The athlete village, because I think it'd be so inspiring to see the athletes all kind of buzzing around each other. Because I never got that. But, you know, from my friends who've been at major games, they've said it's so much fun. So I've put that and then I can't remember hospitality, perhaps because you're going to see some really interesting people coming back and forwards. It is a Commonwealth and you do get a lot of the Commonwealth leaders coming over. So I guess I wanted to share this with you because I left the interview and I wandered around Birmingham for a bit. I just felt like the cat has got the cream. I think it will be absolutely insane if I don't get a place if I'm honest with you, because it was that good. And I just walked around. My feet were bloody killing me. I had the wrong trainers on. And I really do think I need to get them checked out because I think I'm so overpronating, which is where you roll in when you walk, that it's starting to really affect all the trainers that I wear and, and things. And um, basically, I got on the train, had a glass of wine, and I just, I just kept smiling. I, c- I can't even explain it. You know, I think the lesson I have learned find something in life that you can maybe give back to we take so much out of life we don't have long but we take so much but giving back and if I get this role it's funny I was telling a a dear friend of the family and he said you don't remember that I was a volunteer for the Paralympics in 2012 and he said it was one of the best things he'd ever done it was tiring but it was brilliant and he made a diary each day so I think I'll get a dictaphone rather than a diary because I think it'd be quite exciting to do a podcast where I speak to other people and I can chronicle that some of you may not be interested but I will make it interesting because it won't all be about sport I think it'd be really interesting to see the walks of life that you get there who have thought I'm going to take time out so yeah I think this was one of the greatest experiences for me so giving back I've hit my sweet spot with that definitely and I'll be looking for something else I'm thinking actually in the run-up to Christmas that I don't actually celebrate that much 
do I go and help out at a women's refuge? And I say a women's refuge because I've always said, oh, you know, I do homeless and I hand out food and all this kind of stuff. But actually a women's refuge, if someone was in trouble and they had children, could I be there? Could I go and help there on a Saturday or something like that? Because there are so there was the, the rise of domestic violence due to COVID is insane. The rise of mental health is insane too. But I think if I can help women and children that'd be good and in fact after I have been for that interview for the Commonwealth Games if I have money I don't think I work again I just do philanthropic stuff volunteering giving stuff away trying to build things for people for communities because it just made me feel so good more so than any piece of work I do job wise and uh, yeah it felt good this is a very short and sweet one but I just wanted to share it to say to you all that if you need to find something that's going to make you smile it might be just giving back in your community think about all the things that have been sort of given to you and it's not always about money it's about that feeling that goes beyond your heart and goes deep because I felt absolutely fantastic until the next time people please do leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You don't have to have Apple Podcasts on your phone. You just Google it. Look for My Life Not Yours by Tina Jean. Rate me, review it so I can get my listeners up. And if there is a topic that you would like me to speak about, just drop me a line. My details are in the show notes. Until next time, take good care. (laughs) 